Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Another hour of the Ken Miller Show coming at you right now. Trent Condon and myself uh, will uh, talk world of sports, and we'll do so at 120 with John Miller from HawkeyeNation.com. And 140, the voice of the Vikings, Paul Allen. It's the Vikings and the Browns live from the U.K., 8.30 Central Time on uh, Sunday morning is uh, when that game is going to kick off. The Vikings fly out tomorrow. So logistically, much easier to get PA to take an advanced look and take a look back. Did you were you watching that game when Zendejo came across the middle of the field? And uh, I mean, it was it was a hard hit on Mike Wallace. The helmet came off. The yeah. helmet was dislodged. I thought it was a football play. I was shocked that there was a flag on the call, Trent, even in today's football. Mm-hmm. And then I was floored when the announcement came yesterday that the NFL has suspended Sandejo a game for that very play. The flag I wasn't overly surprised by because it's kind of football as we watch it today in 2017. I'm, I'm rarely surprised anymore with the penalty. And sometimes slow boy, you go back, and eh, it probably shouldn't have been. But when a flag comes, but a suspension, yeah, that was mm. absolutely this surprising. This isn't Danny Trevathan. Right. That one, to me, warranted a yes. suspension. Maybe more than that. Maybe I mean, one. Yeah, I don't disagree with that either. We, we could go hot takey if we want and, and go down that road. We don't do that. And what was the basis for Marshawn Lynch to appeal his? I mean, the dude came <laughs> off the sidelines, was not involved in the play, and put his hands, didn't brush, put his hands on an official. What was the basis of that appeal? I would have loved to be a fly in the room for that one. State your case, Marshawn. Right? You're up. It wasn't, I'm going to help a teammate either. He was going to help out a kid he mentors in Marcus Peters. Right. I mean, you don't see this in the NFL. You don't see this in football guys leaving the sidelines when there's something happening. Now, if it's a big fracas, perhaps, but... Those are few and far between. You had the, what, FAU-Miami game? Yeah, but that's college. These right. are pros we're talking about. It's, it's rare that you... It's a scuffle. It's mm-hmm. guys, and you come out onto the field. And then you take another, not to protect your teammates, to protect a guy on the other team. Right. And then another step, then you grab the official. I mean, it, only Marshawn Lynch, right? And well, I shouldn't say only. Step because uh, because Peters uh, t- testified in his behalf, apparently, at the, at this appeal. So uh, the appeal was upheld. Uh, no no shock, right? No, no not, not at all. So what's going on in that division? Your, your division, the AFC West, with your Broncos. Well, I know they're not a factor. In fact, they could finish last. They could finish last in that division. Chargers are playing better. They are. The Raiders are still the Raiders. I don't know what to make of them. You know what? I thought for early in the season, I think we both thought that there's a chance, just a chance, because we didn't like the North. Mm-hmm. We thought the Patriots were standalone on an island by themselves with no competition yet again. The South stinks. Mm-hmm. I thought that you know both wild cards potentially could come out of the AFC West. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case anymore. No. I think the Chiefs are going to run away with it. The Raiders are going to contend for a wild card spot. The Chargers are going to finish about 8-8. Eight and eight. And Denver's going to be somewhere in 7-9, and 6-8 and, and drop 18th. <laughs> Boy, you're down on your team. You're, you're really down the on your team. The offense is really bad. It, it's it, too bad yeah. because the defense is elite. Mm-hmm. I think I can say that, yeah. even as a Bronco fan. Um, but the offense is just bad. And by the time the offense figures it out, the defense is going to start coming back to earth a little bit. Yeah. If uh, if you combine the offenses of the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears, mm. could you have a top 
10 offense. Top 10 is well, pretty with, heady with stuff. Demarius Thomas and sure. Emmanuel Sanders, with what the Bears lack, the Broncos have. Bears the got op- a couple running backs. The Bears have a couple of running backs. And CJ Anderson you throw in there? Yeah, he's okay. Jamal yeah. Charles is old. Jamal yeah, Charles yeah. doesn't have anything left. He's I don't not think. a factor. No. I like Booker. Uh, quarterback-wise. Who starts? Who starts? Well, if Vance Joseph makes the decision, Simeon will, right. unfortunately. Right. Um, the the line, I think the Bears' offensive line is better. But would it be top 10 better? No, because both teams need a quarterback. Yeah. If you're a top 10 offense, you've got a quarterback. Right. And these guys wouldn't get you there. Even an all-star team of every... I mean, you could build a nice offensive line. Mm-hmm. No, really yeah. nice offensive line. You get the receivers of the Broncos, the running game of the Bears, some tight ends. Yeah. But you don't have a quarterback. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a quarterback. Top half, maybe. Top 10, probably not. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, Trent, I wanted to I was say, well, we'll save a couple of minutes for the World Series, but we have been we talked about the, when we were kind of teasing that John Miller's coming up and uh, Floyd or Rosedale. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as college football trophies go, I love Paul Bunyan's axe. It's a good one. It's a really good one, mm-hmm. I think. I did know about the Jewel Chilele. Is that what yes, it was? Yes, the Jewel Chilele. The, U- the USC Notre Dame. The pig, to me, it's a pig. That's what separates it and elevates it into, I think, status that, that maybe stands alone. I mean, the axe is really good. Yeah. There has a better rivalry, though. Sure. But is, is Floyd of Rosedale the best trophy in trophy games? I would I would say so. But what else would it be? I don't know if this is a big It's more know, of a Big Ten point. thing. I mean, Iowa State and Missouri played for the telephone trophy. Right. They do. It's, yeah. That's not going to be up there, though. Yeah. It's a telephone. What's the Apple Cup? Is it just a... Is there an actual Apple Cup, or is that just what they call it? Oh, I think there's got to be an Apple Cup. I mean, if they're playing for the Apple Cup, there's got to be an Apple Cup, right? You would think so. At some point, there had to have been an Apple Cup to play for the Apple Cup. I clicked on images. And you're not finding the Apple Cup. Oh, here we go. Here, from the Seattle Times. That thing is hideous. Right. So Awful. You, so scratch that one yep. off. The Egg Bowl? Is it kind of like a bowl with right. Right, with eggs in it? it? It's Floyd of Rosedale, and it's the rest. Right. I think. And you know, I was constantly trying to heavy too. It is tried to uh, do the same thing with the bowl, but you can't. Yeah, no. uh, Illinois. One of my favorite under the radar ones. Mm. Illinois, Ohio State play for a trophy. Do they? The Illini Buck, I think, is what they call it. It's a turtle. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. I don't know the origins of it, but it's weird. And the only reason I remember is we when uh, and it resides in Columbus every yes. year. Well, when Juice Williams and company. Oh, okay. Beat them, yeah, and all of a sudden, and they went to the Rose Bowl that yeah, year. Yeah, uh, boy, with there's the power a name. That. Boy, he was good. Wasn't yes, he, he was. Him and Richard Mendenhall. Yeah, they, they had a team. Juice Williams. Ron Zook, a coach. Think Illini fans maybe would like the Zuckster, Zucker back on the sidelines after what they've gone through the yeah, last decade. Yeah, probably so. Where's he now? Green Bay, right? Yeah, I yeah, think he's in Green right. Bay. Yeah. yeah, somewhere. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, the trophy is great. The origins of the trophy, governors having what you know Better we still pig. see today. Hey, we're we're going we're having this putting this up a real pig for mm-hmm. it, and then it turns into a trophy. There isn't anything better. No, I agree with you. I, I'm with you. If uh, Minnesota, if PJ Fleck gets that thing heading back up, and Iowa, we've talked about the young talent, and they do have a breakthrough moment. Wouldn't that be great to see an Iowa Minnesota game that really does matter in the West? Yeah, where. You know, it's it's first weekend in November, and yeah, they're 
but it's a spotlight game, mm-hmm. and it's a 230 ABC game, and, and people are actually watching. And you couple that with the rivalry and the trophy and everything that goes along with it. Because I told you before, Ken, for me, this is the biggest rivalry game. It's mm-hmm. where I grew up. Right, that family right, that went right, to right. Minnesota, family in Minneapolis, this is a game that always mattered to me. Yeah. And that's the different thing about Hawkeye fans. It's different for everybody. That's why we, we said this a million times. It's it's whose eye was rival. I think it and what I've learned, and I've learned some of it from you, is it, it depends what part of the state that you grew up in, right? If you live in Dubuque, it's Wisconsin. Yeah. If you grew up in the Quad Cities, it's, it's Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. If you grew up in Des Moines, probably Iowa State. state. And if you grew up in western Iowa, I've seen that with my wife from Sioux City. I never really it was even before they started playing. Boy, Hawkeye fans and Nebraska fans never got along over right. there. In Western Iowa. Well, look, there, there's a reason that, that I, well, like, if there's a couple of reasons. Stephen Sipple is my friend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, as long as I'm on the radio, Stephen Sipple's going to, talking sports, Stephen Sipple's going to be on my show or a show I'm associated with talking sports. Wait, did you just, what, are you going to go talk politics? No, never do that. Okay. <laughs> you said talking sports. I didn't no, know what no, you were going to no, do. No, there's nothing else. Okay. It's, it's this or nothing, right? <laughs> um, but Nebraska moves the needle here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of uh, you kind of feel like you're cramming Nebraska down some, th- but it's one segment a week. Yep, I've always thought that it's Iowa and Iowa State, and the gap is closed significantly when I started in '96. Mm-hmm. Significantly, um, or, or maybe the Iowa State fans were there, but they were just a lot quieter. Sure, but then Nebraska was third in fandom, right? Yeah. If you were, you know, the the four NFL teams, four air quote local NFL teams. I honestly think it's 25, 25, 25. Yeah. I mean, we're splitting hairs. But the third most popular college football team in the state, I've always thought was Nebraska. And you understand it because of the success, the longstanding sure. success on a national stage. Even, you know, Iowa had the run in the 80s where they were nationally recognized, but mm-hmm. just not at the same kind of level. Mm-hmm. And you understand it. And that's one thing. You know, root for who you root for. I'm fine. Pro, you know, some guy is a Lakers fan and a Yankees fan and a Patriots fan. And, hey, you can give yeah, crap about it. Right. But I'm fine with that, especially here in Iowa where we don't have professional teams. But I get so annoyed. I grew up, one of my best friends grew up a Michigan fan. No connection to Michigan, but it was Glenn Rice. It was the winged helmets when we were seven years old. Okay. He thought it was cool. Yeah. And finally... We went to college, and he grew up, and he understood, well, that's stupid. Why am I rooting for them? And, and now he, who's he root for? Now he's a Hawkeye fan. Okay. Yeah. You know, root for Iowa. Root for Iowa State. Root for you and I, Drake Grandview. I don't care, mm-hmm. but it just annoys the crap out <laughs> of me. How you got to, to Michigan. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Michigan. Or a, a Nebraska fan where I grew up. Nebraska is three hours away. How are you a Nebraska fan? You have no connection to Nebraska. It's just because they're good. For whatever reason, that's always annoyed me. Pro-wise, Root for whoever you want, that's fine. But college, find somebody in your state and root for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It does make sense. All right, speaking of rooting, uh, not not the rooting angle yet, um, the X's and O's angles. Can, can the Astros beat the Dodgers? I don't think they can. Really? I don't think they can. And I love Verlander, and, and mm-hmm. Keiko's been out of his mind. Verlander's been so good, but so's Kershaw. Four out of seven times, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You get two out of Verlander. You'll have to, but you'll get game two and six is two what and he's six. lined up yep. for. You get two and six. It very well might have to be they'd have to take the first two. Find a way to get to Kershaw tonight. We see the before. road go up to zip. Because are they even if they get a split, you still then then you gotta win three out of five. Yeah. 
Do you only get Verlander for one of those? No, right. And, and do you find two other wins? And McCullers is good. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. like Lance McCullers. But that bullpen. And Charlie and Morton was terrific. He, he was. was in what? He pitched game seven, right? Yeah. He was really good. I think that's one we'll look back upon probably in 20 years when we're looking back at the Yankees dynasty that they are building right now. And and I think say, you're right. Think hey, do you remember are. when Charlie Morton yeah. shut them down in the game seven? Yeah, it's probably it'll be a little blip there in the history. But they might, if they're going to win the series. They almost have, might have to get two mm-hmm. because of the bullpen issues that they have. And and the Dodgers, on the other side of that uh, phrase, the Dodgers' bullpen oh, is elite. Lights out. Yeah. It's and just the flamethrowers that they That's have. That's the biggest difference in the series, in my opinion. And they don't walk anybody. I saw no. the number the other day in the playoffs. I think their strikeout to a walk rate, like 35 it's to 2. It's through the roof. It's crazy. You don't walk people, you don't get in trouble. It's, it's simple. It's the same thing we all learned in Little League. Don't walk, guys. Yeah, but at the major league level, it is still so huge, and and that bullpen—they're so good. No, and they just yeah. Come out I, I think if they're going to win it, they have to get there early because I don't see them even if they force Tie a game, game six. Yeah, you know what? I just think that, boy, Trent. I I mean, I hope you're. Re- I want this thing to go seven. I'm not ready yeah. for baseball to wrap up. I, I'm actually, I'm probably cheering for Houston mm-hmm. just for what the city went through and what that would do to help you know bring them back. All the people that. You know, suffered like they did with the hurricane, but um, I just want a good series, and I think we're going to get one. I honestly think, you know, Cleveland. You can make the argument that Cleveland, is, but but Houston all season long was the best team in the American League. They We've were. been talking about Houston and the Dodgers on a collision course since Memorial Day for crying out right, loud, right? And here we are. I want the Astros to win because I picked them in the preseason. I went with the uh, Sports Illustrated. Remember when they had that SI yeah, yeah. cover four years ago? So I hopped on there. I had them beating the Nats. But, uh, yeah, that's the only reason that I'm jumping on. I don't think we're going to get a good series, though. Dodgers in five. Yeah, I was going to say six, but that's probably my heart uh, yeah. hoping for a long season. I just think Dodgers are unbeatable. I hate to say it. I think they're unbeatable. If there is a way, win two is in Is there LA. a manager edge in this series? I don't think there is, really. No, Dave Roberts, I don't know. Nice guy. What he does in game, pretty easy. Now he's got so much depth on the bench. Mm-hmm. He's got guy guys like Jack Peterson. Jack Peterson, right. a couple of years ago, hit what twenty five bombs right. as a rookie. I mean, you got guys like that coming off the bench. The depth that they have, Seager's now going to be back mm-hmm. part of the roster. The bullpen doesn't seem overly difficult. I think Hench, he he's got more that he has to figure out because of that bullpen and the issues that are there. So Edge, I just think that. Roberts has more to play with. That gives the edge, I guess, to him then. Yeah, I think you've probably seen it the right way. We'll take a timeout. We'll get back into uh, local. Uh, John Miller will join us from HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, we'll get John's take on what ails this Hawkeyes, and in particular, the Hawkeyes running game. Will James Butler get back onto the field? If so, what does that do? We'll take a timeout. John Miller is here. When we come back, it's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. 
ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, microbrews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. For every 10 miles per hour over 50 miles per hour, the risk of death in a crash is doubled. Make zero fatalities your goal and slow down. Pruning your trees and shrubs not only improves the look of your landscaping, but also helps maintain their health. Landon is here from Menards to give us some tips on how to prune. That's right. The first thing to remember is to not prune a tree or shrub in the first year that you plant it. Switching soil will be enough shock for it to handle. That's good to know. Is there a time of the year that's best to prune? There is no correct time to prune all trees and shrubs, but major pruning should be done in late winter or early spring. During the summer, light pruning can be done as well if you spot any branches that are dead or diseased. Those should be removed immediately. That's great. Any other easy tips to pass along? Yes, don't prune more than 25% of a tree's branches each year. Also, don't use patch or sealing products. Trees have everything they need to protect themselves. Thanks, Landon. You can find everything you need to maintain your trees and shrubs at Menards. And as always, if you have any questions, talk to a friendly team member. Save big money at Menards. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at HartmanFlags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian restaurant. 
The Autism Society of Iowa will host its 39th annual conference on Friday, November the 3rd at the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines. The keynote speaker will be Steve Silberman. There will be eight breakout sessions in the afternoon to cover several autism topics. Registration is now open at AutismIA.com. AutismIA.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show. 1700 KBGG. John Miller, Hawkeye Nation momentarily. James held through the break. Uh, James, welcome to the program. What's on your mind, James? Hey, I was wondering, you guys were talking about how the NFL is a lot of mediocrity this year, which I agree, but... I was wondering, are you guys believers in the Steelers and Seahawks? Both teams feel like they're about to implode, and it doesn't feel like the defense, the Seahawks' defense likes Russell Wilson, but it feels <laughs> like they have components that could make them really, really, really good. What are your thoughts on the hang-up and listen? Uh, thanks for the call, James. Uh, I'm not there on Seattle yet, although I really like Rush. Hard not to like Russell Wilson. The Steelers, the... Um... The AFC North goes through Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I, Baltimore's a pretender. Uh, Cincinnati's a bigger pretender. And Cleveland's Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh's figured it out. The win against Cleveland, I think, or Cleveland, uh, Kansas City turned their season around. Yeah, the loss to Jacksonville, the loss to Chicago. You're like, What's wrong with this team? Right? And now they're back to being well, the Well, Le'Veon Bell's Le'Veon Bell, too. And he makes a huge, huge difference. And they have a pretty good recipe, right? All right, come playoff time, we're going to hand it to Levy on 30 times. we got Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown on the outside. And the defense is getting salty. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot more in Seattle. That offensive line's a mess still. Yeah, no doubt. And the Giants had them on the ropes. Fourth quarter got away, but mm-hmm. I just don't think Seattle's very good. I'm with you, and the Rams are playing a lot better yeah. than anybody thought, and I think that they're probably the team to beat in the NFC West. John Miller joins us. HawkeyeNation.com, the best Trophy in college sports is on the line. It's the Gophers and the Hawkeyes, John Miller. Good to talk to you, John. How are you? I'm doing good, King. Good to talk to you guys. Uh, John, let's go back uh, to the Northwestern game before we take a look ahead at, at this week. And one of the big talkers, obviously, coming out of it is been has been Brian Ferentz, uh, quite honestly. The fan base is a little hot under the collar at the first-year offensive coordinator. Um, John, when, when you look at it as close as you do, does does he deserve some of the fault, or is it more the hand he's being dealt? See, that is, you know, the, the offensive line that's not the offensive line that the most thought was going to be there early in the year. Uh, a first-year starting quarterback in Nate Stanley. Receivers are, other than Vandenberg, are still figuring things out. Does Brian Ferentz, is he getting more of the blame than he deserves, John? I think so. I think that second half, there were some things that were head scratchers. But on the macro, the whole year, given everything you said, which, you know, if, if, if folks don't want to allow credence for two freshman tackles as opposed to two fifth-year senior, three-year starters at tackles that you were going to have, you want to sit there and say, well, you're just making excuses. No excuse. That, that's just a dumb take. There are reasons. They're valid reasons. And if you've watched football for any length of time, you know that very few programs in the country can lose two fifth-year senior starting tackles, replace them with two freshman tackles, and just keep the ball rolling. Maybe Bama, I don't know. Iowa's not one of them. So they're affected. But the bigger criticism that I would have as far as Brian's play calling, uh, which because I, th- I think he's actually done a pretty good job this year, all things considered, is this last week you know you've got those two freshman tackles. Start running the ball out of formations that don't invite a loaded tackle box. 
run out of, you know, twins left and twins right. Four wide sets with a single back. Mm -hmm. That means your linebackers are going to be three to six yards farther out. So you and, and you got a running back who can make guys miss the space. Quit trying to run out of power formations, Akron Wadley up the middle. That's what's irritating to me, and I think that they can and should tweak that. But in general, yeah, I mean, it's he doesn't have a great hand. John, I think a lot of people prior to the season were like me that thought that this was going to be kind of a, a step back year. I think I had them six and six, could have seen five and seven, uh, seven and five. Did the close the way that the Penn State game finished up, right, with Iowa having an opportunity to knock off Penn State, we now see where Penn State sits in the world of college football right at the top. They're really, really good. Had Penn State come into Iowa and, and beat them handily, maybe the hopes that Hawkeye fans had, and, and I think they were false hopes as it's turned out after that, might the Penn State game, had it gone not in a different way, lost, but but by a bigger loss, might that maybe have um, made – uh, Hawkeye fans a little bit more realistic to where this team is sh- is going to be this year. Yeah, maybe so because everybody wants to say, "Well, we should be five and one right now, or we should be six and one right now." And they say, "We," they're saying, "We." I'm not saying we. Um, but and, and I'll admit to falling, being guilty of a little bit of that myself. However, you still had to remember Penn State had 500 and some yards in that game, and, and Iowa's offense didn't do a ton. Iowa's offense scored points in that game, unlike they have in any other game, meaning how they did it. Most of the time, Iowa's got to put together 10 play drives to score. In that game, their touchdown drives were very short. They were three-play, two-play, long pass, long run. So it was a little bit of a puncher's chance because Penn State didn't capitalize on their red zone opportunities and Iowa's defense stiffened, et cetera. So, yeah, probably a little bit of fool's gold there. Still not sure how good Michigan State is because I'm really not sure how good Michigan is. They, Their offense isn't that great either. I, I just think, by and large, the Big Ten has a lot of kind of eh in it. Uh, you know, each team has played four Big Ten games thus far, so conference games only. There are just three teams in the Big Ten that are averaging more than 23 points per game, three out of 14. Mm. That is not great. Ineptitude. Well, with the razor-thin margin for error for Iowa and – Little things mattering. We finally see these special teams go back to the two punt returner set they used very effectively last year with Riley McCarron and Des uh, King back there. Joshua Jackson has struggled, and and is that something that they need to incorporate a little bit more? Because hey, every yard's important for this team, and field position has been an issue. Getting those guys back there together, and maybe being able to figure something out in the punt return game. Yeah, sure. Maybe they're looking at that. I think a game like last week, it. it it does come down to experience, and I'm sure that they scout up and they coach up before the game, like, hey, here's where we want you to stand because when we're going into the wind or we're going against the wind. And that kid did catch a pretty good one with the wind at his back, and it's a lot easier to turn the ball, the nose of the ball over punting with the wind at your back than it is into the wind, and he really caught one. Sure and did. It's, it, it, maybe it's just, hey, don't let one get over your head. If anything, let it bounce in front of you because maybe at that point you can catch it on a big hop. Um, yeah, that that was very costly, especially mm-hmm. in a game like that when both offenses just weren't doing much of anything. Mm. So, John, uh, still a lot of season to play for, obviously. Five games left. Here comes Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota uh, is as good as, you know, some did at least early in the season. This does take on a, a whole new significance, though. This is, you know, you, you have to have this one, I think, with with Ohio State and Wisconsin looming. 
Purdue, they took a step back this past week. That'll be the final home game. And then in Nebraska, who knows what uh, is going to be, um, you know, takes place in Lincoln on, on Black Friday. But this is almost must-win territory for this Hawkeye team, John. In all likelihood, the Big Ten West is gone. Um, as you look at this football game, what would concern you about the way the Gophers are going to try and, uh, you know, get out of Kinnick with a win? The, the really only thing they have offensively coming into this game is a dual threat quarterback. And I don't know how much of a dual threat he really is. He's challenged as a passer. But then again, how many times have I said that about Minnesota the last three or four years and that big dude that's no longer there would come in and just carve Iowa up, especially when he had Max Williams as a tight end. But uh, he, he's gone. Um, the quarterback they brought in a couple of weeks ago late against Michigan State gave them some life on the dual threat. But last week, would they throw for 47, 48 yards, something like that, Uh, ran for 200-plus against Illinois, and and they did what they had to do to get the win. I think that them really being unable to have a consistent passing game against Iowa is going to allow the Iowa defense just to uh, line up and play, you know, probably what it's best to play at, and that's in a phone booth on defense. And then offensively, I really don't know what to expect, frankly. They keep talking about wanting to play Torn Young more. At this point in time, they really need to because this season just needs to be about building that foundation. The, the, the West is over. Uh, that is, I mean, they have to go undefeated the rest of the way, which means winning at Wisconsin and home against Ohio State, two top five teams. And Wisconsin has to lose two other times. Those things aren't happening. Mm-mm. So you really need to get Torn Young out there, some Ivory Kelly Martin, so they can get some experience like all the other younger players are. John, a, a certainly a crossroads game for the Hawkeyes here. I mean, a loss, and all of a sudden you're talking about a, a lost season. But you mentioned some of the hope going forward for this team. Still a young group. You know, you mentioned that a little bit earlier, young overall. And you got P.J. Fleck on the other side. A little shade thrown his way by Brian Ferentz this summer. Could you see this budding into more of a rivalry than it's been in the past? I hope not, because that means I was probably going to have to come down a level. I, I guess I'm just a little suspect of PJ's, you know, high calorie plan having staying power there. Um, now that said, if he's willing to adopt to a more power game, because I, I typically look at jobs to what I think that they can consistently and repeatedly recruit. Minnesota, you got the Iron Mines. You got you're going to have offensive linemen. They need to be a power-based offensive football team with play action. Um, and we'll see if PJ can adapt to that. That's not what he has been during the course of his career. Uh, and because you're going to have to run and stop the run up there in Minneapolis in November to win. And I don't know that they'll do that. Uh, he's he's a good guy. I don't dislike him as a person. Seems like a good guy, rather, but I just am so tired of this row-the-boat crap. You can't even begin to understand it. So I hope not because that means they've won more games than I want to see them winning against Iowa. Uh, John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. Final couple of minutes here with John. John, is is James Daniels hurt? I mean, we, we know he was to begin the season. He, he missed the, the first game. Render moved over and played center. Daniels was back for the Iowa State game. But it seems as though... He's not having – he didn't take the step from his sophomore to his junior year that a lot of people expected because it was kind of the sky's the limit uh, mm-hmm. for him. And, and he doesn't seem to be having the year that most thought he would. Do you think that that, li- that injury is lingering a little bit? I think it's possible. He also, you know, has had 
bunch of different guards to his left and to his right That's true, yeah. uh, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, because I, I really – I was asking the question before the year, you know, I thought he was going to have an NFL decision to make after this season. Mm-hmm. I no longer think that's the case, um, which, you know, probably bodes well for next year's Iowa team to have him returning to center and all the experience they're going to have at both tackles. That's actually uh, pretty exciting to think about. But you may be honest something. Maybe he's not. I, I don't know. I don't know that. Last thing for me, John, hoops starts Friday night with an exhibition. So where are the Hawkeyes going to finish? You put that out on Hawkeye Nation yet? You're I haven't, but I, I mean, see, I'm going to put them fifth. Um, I'm Michigan State one, Minnesota two, uh, Purdue three, Northwestern four, and then Iowa fifth. But really, when I look at that top four tier, I, I think those first four are, have something more than the rest do, more than Iowa. You know, McIntosh and the guys at Northwestern made it to the dance last year. They returned so much. Minnesota returns as much production as any team in the Big Ten. Michigan State's the most talented team in the Big Ten. And Purdue, they just have the the experience, and they've got a pretty decent roster. So I think those first four are in a tier. And then I think the tier five through eight, Iowa, Michigan, Maryland, and probably Wisconsin, just because they've been there, I don't think that there's much separation. I actually don't think there's a lot of separation from you know three down to eight. And when I have my top two, again, Michigan State and Minnesota, after that, I think number three to number eight certainly three to seven if I have Wisconsin eight, which I will. I don't think there's a lot of difference. Yeah, I'm with you, John. I mean, it's Michigan State, then then a gap, then Minnesota, then I think you can throw those teams together. Um, can't wait for it to start. Great stuff, John Miller. Thank you. We'll, take, uh, we'll catch up with you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep, Appreciate good it. Good to talk to you, John Miller. HawkeyeNation.com as we uh, take a look at the Hawkeyes. John's kind of uh, like a lot of Hawk fans, Trent. Um, not writing off the year, but mm-hmm. kind of seeing the forest through the trees, which is – these young guys, get them some playing time, get them some experience. They got you'll have a junior quarterback next yep. year. You'll have two young offensive tackles. James Daniels comes back. Keegan Rander comes back for another year. Um, defensive line, basically defensive intact. Defensive line is basically intact. Now you got to replace all your linebackers, yep. as we know. Taylor's the only safety that graduates, right? And he didn't play no, outside of special fine. teams last that, week. That's so. that's fine. Speaking of special teams, everybody's back there. Um, yeah. Right, they are for yeah. sure. So what am I missing? You know, you don't want to. You lose Vandenberg, but you lose Vandenberg. But, but we've seen it a promise, I think, out of the youngsters. There's, there's no doubt. Tight ends are Hawkinson and Fant. They got yeah, two years for pass. them, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, retro freshman for Hawkinson, he's got three more three years. years. Jeez. You know, Brian Ferentz said it back in August. T.J. Hawkinson has a chance to be one of the best ever here. I've loved the kid when he committed to Iowa. You know, I got a lot of highlights of his game, mm-hmm. and he was just making plays all just an incredible athlete. He was Brandon Myers, great basketball player, athlete. And he dominated for city. He did, yeah. and it, it was it was a starter. It was a Brandon Myers starter kit, six four, good size, small to small school Iowa kid, and he's doing it already. And he might go down now. The problem is. Fans going to take away a lot of the catches that he'd probably have on his I own. I think he is the better NFL prospect. He, he can't block. Well, that's, there's a lot of tight ends in the NFL that can't block. True, and and the way that they use that kind of flex position right. now. Travis Every Kelsey. team's got multiple tight ends. One that stays in and yeah. blocks, yeah. Hawkinson. One that goes out and does what uh, he well, We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Executive makes it possible for us to talk to Paul Allen, learn more about hair replacement or what options you have by giving Mr. Executive a call, 515-274-4049. 
274 The voice of the Vikings. He is next on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. How will the recent massive data breach affect you? Is your personal information at risk? If you are a Discover credit card member, there's an important action you can take to help protect yourself right now. Go online and sign up for Discover's free Social Security Alerts. Once activated, we will alert you if your Social Security number is found on any one of thousands of risky websites. Learn more and sign up for free alerts at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Need a new heating system? Let the Home Depot do it for you. Our licensed professionals will do the job right. And now get up to $1,600 via online rebate when you purchase and install a new heating and cooling system through the Home Depot. Call 1-800-HOME-DEPOT or visit homedepot.com slash HVAC to get started. Valid on in-home sales between October 19th and November 15th and installations completed and paid in full by December 15th, 2017. License number BC147263. What if hiring could be easier, less time-consuming, with more qualified candidates and faster results? What if hiring could be smarter? Thanks to ZipRecruiter, it can be. With one click, post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards so you don't spend time wondering where the right candidates are searching. Then ZipRecruiter uses its smart matching technology to scan millions of active resumes and notify the most qualified candidates to apply for your job. And the ZipRecruiter dashboard makes it easy to review, rate, and contact candidates all in one place. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter makes it simple for growing businesses of all sizes to hire the right people, no matter the industry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you the results you need. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. We help families like the Hardesty's every day. You might not know this family, but they could be your neighbors. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together, we can solve hunger. 
You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. They sponsor our weekly conversations with Paul Allen. Although, Trent, I was just checking the calendar during the break there. We won't talk to our next guest until about the 10th of November because the Vikings come home from the U.K. Mm-hmm. and go right on their bye. He's Paul Allen. He joins us on a weekly basis. Hello, P.A. Trent and Ken. How are you? My man, what's going on? Uh, you know what? Before we get into the X's and O's and the Sendejo, which I do want to get your take on, um, logistically, you've been over there with the team before going to the U.K. For, for a game in London. Everybody, I guess, has to have passports, has to clear customs, I'm assuming. Um, is it a pain in the you-know-what to do this game, Paul? Um, it, yeah, I mean, it obviously is different. You know, the, um, the eight-and-a-half-hour flight, you know, you, you have to treat that responsibly, believe it or not. You know, you have to um, you have to try to find a way to rest on the flight. And then um, it does it does take a little while for your body clock to adjust. Now, I mean, when you get there and you see some of the great sights mm-hmm. of London and, and England and, you know, when you actually get to the game, it's a real game. Um, and it's it's you know, I, I, I don't want to get, you know, too particular too snobby on this thing or anything, but like, you know, I don't, I don't have requisite space to, to spread out statistical stuff that I normally do. You know, the, uh, the analyst sits uh, generally a table or two down from me. Mm. So it's different. And, um, you know, there, there are some uh, distractions that come with it, but, uh, once the uh, boom takes place, we all have a good time. Now, what does the league ask the teams to do once they get over there? I'm sure that they, they've got to find time to practice, but are there, uh, are there functions that the teams have to go to on behalf of the NFL when they're there? In 2013, there were a few things that we had to do. Um, the, you know, the, the kids, I think it's called fuel up for 60 program, something like that. There, there's an NFL kids program. Yep where Saturday the the team practices 10 a.m. London time. And when it's done in the neighborhood of 11.30 or noon London time, the practice squad guys who are going on this trip, you know, we, we generally fly Delta. Uh, we fly Virgin Atlantic on this trip, and uh, the practice squad guys go. So the uh, practice squad guys, they, they do stuff with uh, kids and mass. Mm-hmm. After that, but um, you know, outside of that, I think that's about it. You know, let me uh, let's go back to last week. Uh, get Trent in here a second. Trent, sorry to hog this. No uh, problem. Sendejo, Paul, I watched your game start to finish. I'm a closet Vikings fan, especially with my Broncos being as bad as they are. But that aside, um, I thought that the Sendejo play when I first saw it live, I thought it was a football play. I thought it, I saw the helmet come off. I saw Mike Wallace, unfortunately, uh, laying on the U.S. Uh, Bank Stadium. Uh, turf felt bad for him, but I thought it was a football play. I was stunned yesterday when the one game suspension uh, was levied on uh, on Sandejo. When you saw it live, did you think it was a dirty play, and is the suspension warranted in your mind? 
No, I, I didn't think it was dirty. Um, and I know Andrew obviously very well, and he's not like that. Um, however, his hard-hitting reputation does precede him. And, um, you know, Wallace, when he caught it, he took a few steps, and, and then he got blasted by Andrew. So um, I was surprised that he was suspended, you know, but uh, safety being first and foremost within the NFL league offices these days, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're going to go after you for something like that. Um, so I guess with the way things operate in the NFL these days, I, I shouldn't be surprised that he gets a game. Uh, in our previous game against Green Bay, you know, Laquan Treadwell had a vicious shoulder hit that he put on a Packer right, right after, you know, right after he caught the ball. No, excuse me, on a block. And, you know, be, and, and Laquan got fined like $19,000 for that. Now, that was a completely legal hit, but because the player was not looking at Laquan, he was deemed defenseless. And there, there was a penalty on the play, and then he subsequently was fined. So it's, uh, it's still quite ambiguous. But, um, you know, and then Andrew will appeal. I don't think he'll win. So I, I will plan for the Browns game, sans Sendejo. Speaking of ambiguous, uh, what's going on, PA, with the quarterback situation? He, uh, yesterday in the press conference, Zimmer was asked straight up, is Teddy Bridgewater going to start Sunday? And he said, we'll see. Is he playing a little coy? What's going on here? Well, Teddy's not even on the active not, roster, yeah. so I, I don't even know, know if you can call that playing coy. Um, you know, Case Keenum will start when we go to London, and, you know, he, even if all quarterbacks make the trip, you know, I, I can't see Keenum not starting this game. I mean, I, I think it would be an, a massive long shot if, if, if you go Bradford or, or Bridgewater in the spot. Now, out of the bye, you know, that that's when things get a little more convoluted because – if um if if Bradford's good to go and Bridgewater's good to go and you're winning games with Keenum, what are you going to do? You know it's uh, it's uh, you know I know the age old adage is if if you have two or three quarterbacks you can play you don't really have any. I I think that that's a misnomer with our team because you're winning games with Keenum, Bradford if if he's completely healthy, you know then then and somebody argued he should be the quarterback. I can't argue with you because he's really good. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful with Teddy because, you know, my gut feeling is he's the future first round draft pick with whom you want a division. So it's the, the team's in a really good situation long term with its quarterback spot. You know, last week, Paul, when we had John, I, uh, I was uh, talking glowingly about uh, Jarek McKinnon, who I think is having a really good year. And then I watched Latavius Murray this last week, and it was his best game, I think. I think you would agree, as a Viking. And I think you even have to go back into his final year with the Raiders to find when Latavius Murray looked like he did this past Sunday. I thought he was really good, Paul. First 100-yard game he had since December last year against the Chiefs when he played for the Raiders. Uh, it was it was brilliant work by our offensive coordinator, Pat Shermer, because you put uh, you put all these east-west plays and screens on tape with Jarek McKinnon, and he has three touchdowns over two games. And you know, then the Ravens, specifically their corners and their outside linebackers, are all ready for Jarek in that game. And then you go power running with Latavius. It you know, in, in this league where it's very important to keep teams off balance on a weekly basis, and it's very difficult. It's one thing to make Zimmer the the arguably the very best at what he does defensively. Um, to, to, they, they kept the Ravens off balance and, you know, the, the Latavius Murray trick worked beautifully this weekend. And quite honestly, into the Browns game, I have no idea now what they're going to do.
Mm. Uh, last thing for me, Paul, with, with Cleveland's winless, they, they just look, don't look like they've got a pulse. It's been maybe week one they, they were in the game. Uh, I saw the Giants go into Denver a couple of Sundays ago. They looked like they were in a similar boat, yet they found a way to win. I know it's any given Sunday. We're talking about pro football players, and the Browns get paid as well. This just doesn't feel like um, that eight-and-a-half-hour flight that you talked about. I don't think that it's going to be an awful flight coming back. Can you, How do you make a case for this Browns team to get up off the mat? A few things here. I'd be shocked if we didn't win. Um, I also would be I, – I wouldn't be shocked if it was a closer game than some people think. These London games have been weird this year, man, for whatever the reason. I mean, you got New Orleans blasting Miami. Uh, you have Baltimore almost giving up 50 to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. and Arizona just got killed this weekend. So the, the, these games over there, man, they've been weird this year. Now, Cleveland, Cleveland's run defense is legit. I mean, they, the, the front seven of all the teams in the AFC North, they're unbelievable. I mean, the, this Baltimore front seven we saw was really good. We've seen Pittsburgh. We get Cincinnati later. And then from Danny Shelton to Miles Garrett to Jamie Collins, they have, they have a really good run-stopping front seven. In fact, I think maybe tops in the NFL. So that part's going to be tricky. Uh, you know, Cleveland played Tennessee right down to the wire, lost in overtime, almost beat Pittsburgh, almost beat Indianapolis, almost beat the Jets. You know, they, they have done some things that are requisite of winning games, but when it comes to closing games, they just, they're, they're terrible at it. So I can't see the Vikings not winning, but I'm not expecting some 42 to 7 Vikings win. Well, this weekend, it's a battle of our home states, PA, Minnesota, Iowa. I grew up on the correct side of the border. Right on it, though. It's a big game for me. I love this rivalry and the trophy that goes along with it. Uh, what's the uh, consensus right now on P.J. Fleck in year number one with the Gophers? Very much a work in progress up here. Uh, they need to find a quarterback who can play as a freshman, be one of those quarterbacks who is okay, but you can see the talent and, and ends up being good for a couple of years. Uh, winning, winning, you know, I know the game starts at 530, but winning night games at Kinnick, I mean, just ask Penn State. Had to go all the way down to the mm-hmm. wire to win it. Mm-hmm. That's the second-ranked team in the country. Very difficult to win in that atmosphere. Um, it, uh, I believe in P.J. Fleck and his approach and his recruiting and his equity in the long term. Uh, th- this is not a very good Gophers team. Their, their game against Illinois Saturday oh. was awful. I mean, it was just a, a full football game on both sides. So, um, so he's trying to get this culture right here. He's trying to get all these kids to do things the right way. Um, I am a big believer in his recruiting approach, and I believe he, a little bit in 2018, but definitely 2019, he's going to have a really, really good team. We will talk to you in a couple of weeks, PA. Thank you for coming on today. Appreciate it. Enjoy the uh, Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Good to Bye-bye. talk to you. Paul Allen, voice of the Minnesota Vikings, brought to us by Mr. Executive. Uh, learn more about hair replacement and the options that you have Give Mr. Executive a call, 274-4049, or visit them online, mrexecutive.com. Cleveland, Minnesota. Trent, the Pittsburgh game was week one. Mm-hmm. That was, I think Cleveland's, they almost pulled the upset. Their high water mark of the year? I think so. Yeah. I mean, Polly talked about the Jets, and he talked about the Colts. Uh, the Titans were coming off a short week with a banged-up quarterback in Marcus Mariota mm-hmm. this past week. Um Viking, there's no shot that this is going to be an upset, is there? They're talking about the Cleveland Browns. It's the NFL, and it's still Case Keenum. And, and it's, it's any London, given Sunday. I get and it. And it's 13-9, and how did the Browns win that football game? Mm-hmm.
So there's a shot. They were 1-15 last year, Cleveland. And they passed on Carson Wentz and they passed on Sean Watson. I heard uh, Hugh Jackson. Yep. Because uh, he was also, what, the interim in Oakland? Is that right? He was there for a while, yes. He is 2-0 and on Christmas Eve and 0-30 and in his other games that he's coached. They won in Week 16 last year. Was that Christmas Eve? Well, it must have been. If yeah. was, is that right? I heard that. That really made me chuckle. So is that a trend, Trent, well, that you'll that's pay a attention trend. to? <laughs> uh, that's not a trend that I'd be playing, but just a, a fun note. 2-0 on Christmas Eve, 0-30 in every other game. That's bonkers. All right, the World Series, it starts tonight. It's game number one tonight, game two tomorrow. It's a 2-3-2 format. Um, Houston has to split. Yes. Kershaw tonight, Hill tomorrow, Keichel and Verlander. You got to think that game two is more probable of the two. Oh, man. We're searching. It's it's, it's not going to happen. It's the Dodgers, it's, right? They're too good. They're too good. And how did they lose 11 in a row and 16 out of 17? I have no idea. I, I, I'm watching as it's happening, and I still, it made no sense. None. And after they finished did they this take thing up, September off? Was it but they came back the yarn? last two and a half weeks and played well. Mm-hmm. It was, oh man, we still got another month before we get to the playoffs. Maybe that's what it was. Swept the D-backs, took the Cubs out in five on their way to, it seems inevitable. It does. That the city of Los Angeles is going to have a champion. We will talk about game one tomorrow. David Kaplan will be here. Uh, Bill Bender will be here. Uh, that's in the 12 o'clock hour. Looking forward to Eric Heft. He's going to join us on Thursday, the color analyst for Iowa State football and basketball. He's in on Thursday. Uh, we are done for the day. Jimmy B and TC, more local sports in your drive home this afternoon, 4 to 6. Guest list yet? Yeah, we'll oh, be it's talking. a short day. It is a short day. we got the Hawkeye huddle at 5 o'clock. Before that at 420, Alex Halstead will be by. And we'll be talking some NFL with Tad Haslip from the Sporting News at 440. That's going to do it for Trent and I today. We appreciate you listening, folks. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Bellagio. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howell's Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun, including a corn maze, giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another Half Off Haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm in Atkins. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the Carnival Chaos, the Slaughterhouse, and Haunted Cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset. Home of Iowa's Mega Corn Maze, Jump Pillows, Zip Lines, Giant Tube Slide, a Toddler Town, and Pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts now with the sweet deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half-off haunt. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the fun of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun. EasterSealsIA.org. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50. 